Hello, and welcome to Parallel Worlds. This is one of several episodes which features an audio story made by students on the Parallel Worlds course at the Master Institute of Visual Cultures. All of these projects were made during the time students were locked down due to coronavirus. You'll hear the student describe their project in their own words, what it's about, how they made it, and how you can follow their work. It's been a privilege working with such a great group of enthusiastic and imaginative students, and I hope you enjoy hearing their work as much as I do. Hi, my name is Nick Broman. I come from a small town in northern Wisconsin, the United States of America. I'm currently studying situated design at the Master Institute of Visual Cultures in Denbos. I've always enjoyed design and drawing. I've been experimenting recently with slowness, journeys, and storytelling through design, film, and audio. My bachelor's was in graphic design and fine art with an emphasis in photography and drawing. I graduated with my undergrad in 2014, but for the last five years, I had been working professionally as a marketing specialist and I decided to come back and get my master's in 2018. My favorite things that I've produced before coming here have been very classic graphic design pieces, brochures, maps, type specimens, things like that. The title of my piece is The House. During the lockdown, I was based in Minneapolis in the United States following the coronavirus lockdown back in March. The slow burn feeling of something being wrong felt appropriate to explore for this project. Since I was in lockdown, all I had was my phone and myself. I was stuck in my house. There was no real way of collaborating with anyone in person. Plus, I do prefer to make work alone, have complete creative control. I wanted this story to appear natural at first and give a slow descent into the unnatural. So the rhythm of this fly hitting the window was the first very slight indication of something being wrong, something being up. I liked using the fly and that little sound because it is so small that if you're not looking, you might miss it, but it's the first sign in the story. Putting the pieces together feels a lot like putting together a book or a brochure as far as building pieces of a puzzle. I would say the only thing that wasn't my own was the soundtrack. like any other day, groggy and out of sorts. You slowly roll over and turn the alarm off. You clumsily slide out of bed and shuffle to the kitchen to start making coffee. You grab the tin labeled coffee on the counter and pop it open. The familiar smell fills your nostrils as you finish loading up the filter and turn it on. You grab a bagel off the top of the fridge and pop it into the toaster, but you are suddenly distracted by a noise on the window. There's a bug outside, but it keeps flying into the glass of the window. At precisely the same tempo, precisely the same pattern, never speeding up, never slowing down, over and over. 
Silence goes on for several seconds as you watch this broken bug hit the glass over and over. It suddenly stops and flies away in an unnaturally straight line. Your toast is finished. You turn to look at it briefly and then look back out the window, but the bug is gone. at your desk logged into your online class. Four hours long these things are when they could easily be done in two, but we have no choice. Your capacity for constructive conversation has come and gone and you busy yourself drawing in your notebook, a rainbow, a face, a hand. Drawing hands is hard, but you're getting better. The professor calls on you out of the blue and your heart skips, but you pull an answer out of your ass so your turn is done and they can move on. Only one more hour to go. Your eyes wander to the window. You spot a man outside, walking down the sidewalk, but something isn't quite right. He's somehow different. Slower, maybe, but that's not quite it. He doesn't seem to walk like a normal person. He walks, certainly. His strides are purposeful, but there doesn't seem to be any weight to his steps, like his feet don't actually strike the pavement. You, yes, you. The professor calls your name, annoyed. Do you have a response to that? You shift your focus back to your laptop and ask them to repeat the question. As you think of an answer, you glance out the window again, but the man has already disappeared from sight. You sit in front of your TV, sinking so willingly into the couch, looking to unwind. You grab your Xbox controller, switch it on, the system chiming underneath the television as it boots up. It always takes so long. As you wait, you sit and think about the fly from this morning and the man on the sidewalk from this afternoon. Not so strange, you reassure yourself, not even sure if what you saw was from a dream or not. Even so, weirder things have happened. As you sit and ponder these things, your eyes find their way to the window yet again. You notice a bird on the branch outside the window, but again, something is off about it. It's not going about its life, it's simply sitting there, staring at you like a statue. How bizarre. Another bird joins it, and then another, and then another. You look out to the street. The man from that afternoon is back. How strange, he must live on this block. But something is unnatural about him again. He's not walking this time, quite the opposite. He's not moving at all. He's standing right in front of you, staring at your house. He sees you through the window. You lock eyes for a moment. You feel a little twinge of panic. How creepy is this guy? What a lunatic. But his gaze never falters. He keeps eye contact as his right arm raises and he gives you a little wave. For no particular reason, you wave back, returning the wave as a reflex more than anything. Another stranger has shown up, a woman this time, shorter, but dressed in very similar clothing. Or is it the same clothing? She now stands next to the man, staring at your house as well. She waves too, right as you notice her. Where did she even come from? You turn away, a growing, unsettled feeling blossoms in your gut. Who are these people, and why are they suddenly so interested in me? What did I do? 
Your curiosity gets the best of you when you peek out the window again. They are both still there. The woman seems to sense you and beckons to you. You notice this time that the sky suddenly is not what it used to be. Instead of a pale blue, it is replaced by a bright white sheet. The tree that the birds were just sitting in is suddenly gone as well. You run away from the window back to your couch, but the eerie feeling is in full bloom. You know that they are just still out there, but you try to think about other things. This is just a dream. This is just a dream, you keep repeating to yourself. It seems to be working for a while until you hear a very real-sounding knock on your door. With sharp, panicked breaths, you walk down the stairs to your front door. The knocks come in groups of three, exactly five seconds apart. Hello, you say through the door, hoping for a response, any kind of answer. No one replies from the other side. You peer through the people, but there is nothing recognizable on the other side. Just a bright white light. You wait, and the knocking continues. You keep asking, who is there, with no answer. Getting more and more frustrated, you grab the doorknob and throw open the door. Nothing. There's nothing beyond the door. Sprawled out in front of you, you see a sheet of glass that stretches out to infinity until the horizon meets the white sky at a thin gray line. A void, an absence of everything, no objects, no sound, nothing. Hello? You yell into the plane, completely bewildered. You take a few steps out. The surface on which you walk is smooth but soft, almost plastic. You take another step and look upward. The sky is now completely white, impossible to define the exact direction you're looking when it fills your field of vision. It makes you dizzy. The nothingness starts to get to you. You start feeling sick. You turn around to return to your house. But there is no house. Just more nothing, surrounded by it, embodied by it. Panic fully sets in as you sprint in the direction you think your house used to be, but it makes no difference. Everything looks the exact same with every step you take. Run for 50 years, it will look the same. No food, no water, no sun, no shade, no light, no dark, no hot or cold. Just infinite, empty, crushing space, capable of sustaining you just long enough to merge you with the void in which you are trapped. A collection of oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus atoms floating randomly in an infinite space, no meaning or purpose. If you're interested in following me, I do have an Instagram account. It's broman.nick. That's B-R-O-M-A-N-N dot N-I-C-K. Thanks to all of the students on this course and to Ross Sutherland for feedback and to the Center for Applied Research in Arts, Design, and Technology for supporting this project. Music in this episode came from Ketza and NCTRMM. See the show notes for links.